Yep, quick and dirty. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say it, but I'm thinking it. Dirty. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Listeners, it's another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am one of your co-hosts, Wendy, joined across the continent by my very intrepid explorer friend, Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Wendy. Hi. (laughs) It's an even-numbered episode. Come along with us. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, we're kind of half in the bag. Three quarters Uh, in the bag. But I am pleased to tell you, Melissa, that I, I am pacing myself better these days like whatever happened when i was 45 like 45 seems to have been a break point in my metabolism or whatever and like things went off the rail quicker than i planned like i am pleasantly tipsy but i am not over the line fucked up and i am very happy to report that you are doing less derby yeah that also yeah i'm gonna start <laughs> hey i'm gonna start derby again did i tell you oh cool I found a league down here. They're they're adorable. Aww. They're adorable. Aww. They're they're a brand new league. Um, like they've only been skating like two two three years. So yeah, like I look like a badass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like and it's so sweet. But they're super nice, and they 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 really do have some good skills. So yeah, I good. I actually I'm excited to start up my derbying again. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm excited to also be physically active again and yeah. be able to drink more without it killing me again. <laughs> All of these things yeah, would make me happy. It helps to burn off those calories. <laughs> mm. True fact. Speaking of uh, speaking of alcohol calories burning off, uh, listeners, I am drinking red. Uh, <laughs> you are drinking what? Yellowtail sangria, uh, like I think we all know by this point, I have no shame when it comes to the wine I drink. Five dollars mm-hmm. is more than enough for me, so that's where I am at. Melissa, you are drinking what? I have a bottle of Bush Mills Irish whiskey that is big enough to have a handle. <laughs> It is a hefty bottle, and I have made a dent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Whippy, whippy, whippy. This is a hefty bottle, and I have made a dent in it. All right, listeners. Yeah. Our topic tonight. Okay, I'm just going to be honest, listeners. I'm I'm leaning in on the mic here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you truth, like. We're in the middle of the political season. I think we're all tired of spin. So I'm just going to lay it out for flat. Like this is what's really going on. We recorded for three hours with our buddy David Canfield. And we wanted to get one more in the bag tonight to build up our reservoir of episodes. But we didn't plan. We didn't have anything that we had already done our homework on. So that means we don't really have a plan. We we were going to do two with David, but wow, David can talk. So that was a long episode like Bravo, David. So we're kind of, you know, we're winging it like you do. And I want you to appreciate how we wing it for you. We're also so, kind of drunk. And we're kind of drunk. So what we're going to do, listeners, our topic tonight is our weddings. Because both yeah. Melissa and I are now married. Hey, Yay. Melissa. Oh. Hey. 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 And both of our weddings were uniquely cinematic. Very true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> to so put it in even, terms. even though this episode may go up in August... <laughs> We are oh, recording gosh. it on April 19th, which means it's about a week and a half after my wedding. True. So True. It, it's fairly recent, and I've uh, only just gotten over the bronchitis that came with it. 
So I feel like it's still fresh in my memory. <laughs> um, okay, so my question is, do we start with, like, do we just back and forth? Do we start with my wedding, which is further in the ha- the mists of history? And which is, with yours, which like, is more than a decade ago. It is. It's amazing. Oh it's so long ago, Wendy. Wendy, you should talk about it. You should talk, you should talk about the wedding. I, I have been married now for 12 and a half years. Good Lord, how did that happen? I don't know. I never thought I would get married. Like, who'd sign up for this? <laughs> who'd be like, yeah, that's what I want. I want to hitch my wagon to that ride. Because, like, very few people can handle the nausea-inducing hills and, you know, banked, woo, and vertigo and yay and go faster right anyway <laughs> i love the way you describe that <laughs> that's amazing it's a roller coaster my life seriously true all right so listener longtime listeners know that my husband is fantastic and he, he puts is. up with a lot He's very much a helper. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, my wine would, needs to be chilled. Please bring me some ice cubes while I'm recording. <laughs> he is very good. He is very good to both of us, really. He's very accommodating. He, he is. is. He is. Oh. Mm. All right. So when my husband and I decided to get, my future husband at the time decided to get married, we knew we wanted to get married right before Butnamathon so our honeymoon could be for Butnamathon. Mm-hmm. And that we love, and going on our honeymoon to Butnamathon was because we love movies. And that meant we wanted a movie themed wedding, right? Right. And I had already decided like years previous, I mean, let's be honest, the woman sort of dictates the terms of the wedding. I'm like, I want a winter wedding because. <laughs> I don't really care about flowers that much. Mm-hmm. Like they're nice, but whatever. And then, and if we just have a winter wedding, there's no expectation it'll be outside. Like, let's just do a winter wedding. That'll be fun. Like fur and velvet and, and Christmas. Who doesn't love Christmas, right? <laughs> so for whatever reason, like I talked Chris into it pretty early on, like, let's do it in the winter time and we can pair it up with going to Butnamathon for a honeymoon. So, <laughs> so here, there I am. I'm like, so we get engaged in February and I'm like, let's do it be- right before Butnamathon, which will be December, mid-December. So we can have the wedding right at the beginning of December. I would really like a December wedding because Christmas, because that'll be the Christmas month. Yay, Christmas. So I'm emailing Harry Knowles and I'm like, <laughs> hey, Harry, when is Butnamathon this year? And this was the year, this is important, it will come up later. It's true. This is the year that Return of the King was going to be released. Right. We had already seen Fellowship of the Ring at Butnamathon and Two Towers at Butnamathon. So we knew we were going to get Return of the King at Butnamathon. We knew that. Mm-hmm. And so here it is. It's like April. And I'm like, Harry, your birthday, like Butnamathon is always for your birthday, but your birthday is in the middle of the week. So is it going to be this, the weekend prior or the weekend after? Please tell me I'm planning my wedding around this. By the way, you're invited to the wedding if you want to come, but I understand if you don't, no big deal, but wedding. And Harry's like, it's going to be the 14th of December. It's going to be the 14th, but Namathon will be the 14th of December. I'm like, great, thank you. And so we go off and we make these plans. Now, I don't know if you've ever planned a wedding, listeners, but there comes a point when you need to sign the contracts and pay the money. That's a watershed moment where you're like, I better fucking have my ducks in a row Mm -hmm. before I sign these contracts and pay my money for the state. So I've signed, I've lined up the wedding venue, the reception venue, the photographer, the honeymoon cruise, like the, seriously, this is all big bucks. And I'm like, okay, before I like push the button, press go, do not pass, don't, no $200, like this is it. I like, I have already emailed Harry like three different times by this point. I'm an asshole. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Harry? Are you sure? It's the 14th. It's the 14th. Are you sure? <laughs> Just confirming one more time. And I send another email and I'm like, I'm about to pay a lot of money. I just like for, for serious. And this is like August by this point, listeners. Mm-hmm. Our wedding is going to be in December. 
but you need to like book shit like three months in advance. That's when they, they get a Lancy and I'm like, it's August. I need to know it's the 14th. And I could feel Harry being like, I'm kind of annoyed with you, woman. Uh, yes, it's fucking the 14th. Jesus Christ. I'm like, thank you. I'm sorry I'm a nag, but money. So I go off and I pay all these. I sign all these contracts and pay all this money. And then, <sighs> and then like three weeks later. Yep. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> now, we haven't sent out any invitations yet. I want to make that clear. Oh, thank God. No invitations. We have verbally told people the date we are planning on, December 7th. Mm-hmm. Well, like we've told a lot of family, December 7th is, is the date we're aiming for, but no invitations have gone out. Nothing, right? But I have paid money and signed contracts. And there I am at work. I was still working at a legal secretary. I even remember like the, I have a visual sense of my desk and surroundings. When I got the email from Harry that said, I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh shit. Peter Jackson wants to come to Butnumathon to introduce the film and watch it with us. And I, I kind of get it. How do you say no to Peter Jackson? Mm-hmm. But he's only available on the 7th, <laughs> not the 14th. So I'm moving the date of Butnumathon to the 7th, which is your wedding date. And I know that. And I feel really bad. So, like, I understand if you can't come to Butnumathon. And I understand if... Everybody else I know from Minnesota who comes to Butnumathon mm-hmm. doesn't come this year because they're going to be at your wedding. I feel so bad. <laughs> he was very genuinely concerned that nobody from the Minnesota crew would show up to Butnumathon that Well, because year. everybody who came to Butnumathon knew me. The, yeah. I came to number one, and then I went back and went, Butnumathon, and everybody was like, Butnumathon, and everybody who came to Butnumathon from Minnesota was somebody who I had said, Butnumathon. It's true. So, it's true. And, of course, I'm terrified of, like, if I ask my friends to choose between me and Butnumathon, I'm not exactly sure which they will choose. <laughs> it's true. Like, given a choice, I don't know which one I would choose. Especially since Peter Jackson Peter was Jackson. gonna show up. Peter With Jackson Return of the, Return King. Of the King. Like right? two weeks before release of the movie. Like, yeah, like I don't like and so I'm like, oh shit. So I call Chris and I immediately like fuck work. Like I'm flipping the bird, double birds at work. I'm like fuck work. I don't care that there's three hours left in the workday. I start doing research on how much will it cost to change our flight? How much will it cost to change our our cruise? How much will it cost to change all of our reservations with the the venues, with the photographer, etc. Like working it all out so I can get a number. Like, uh-huh. if we change the wedding date, how much will it cost us? And I let Chris know, I'm like, we have a problem. We need to talk about it tonight. And uh, and I do the math. And realistically, it's only going to cost us about another $300. You lucked out, man. <laughs> I know. I know that. So I So Chris and I meet at the florist that we were going to be using to look at the flowers so we could choose the minimal flowers we'd be having for a fucking winter wedding. Damn flowers. And then we go for this walk and I'm like, it's only going to cost us 300. I don't know. I don't know. And so then finally we're like, let's do it. We will move our wedding date because of Putnamathon. <laughs> we will move it just so we can, everybody can go to Butnumathon as well. Because that's how important movies are to us. Like, that was well, the whole point was in, in, get it's married, not just, go to Butnumathon. It's not just movie. It's not just movies. It's Butnumathon. It's the community around Butnumathon. It's it's Geek Christmas. It's it's all the people that you see down there every year when when you're part of that community and it's the experience of watching those movies with them that makes it special. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so when the plan was always like, we fly down, we go, we go to Butnamathon, we stick around for a couple of days. We go down to Tampa, as it turned out, like a day in advance. So we could go to like, or maybe it was two days. We could go to Bush Gardens in Tampa, which we did. And then we get on a week long cruise 
right? Caribbean cruise for our honeymoon and then fly home. Gorgeous. Wonderful. Perfect. Right? Excellent. So it all mostly worked out. I mean, Chris's family kind of, Chris's parents kind of freaked out at us changing the wedding date. That was a different story. But, but, so then when we finally come to Butnumathon, Harry is like, she changed her wedding date to be here. Like the rest of you need to pony up. Yeah. How bad did you want it? And Harry told me anybody who applied from Minnesota, he just let them in because he's like, maybe they're friends of Wendy's. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I feel so bad. If you're from Minnesota, you're in. You're in. <laughs> you, just, you get to come this year. I'm such an asshole. Shit. So beyond that, I mean, your your wedding ceremony was in a movie theater. It was. Specifically, The Heights, which is, uh, dear listeners, if you don't live in Minneapolis, this is an old vaudeville theater that was converted to a movie theater uh, early in its days. And it is currently this, you know, beautiful little restored single screen art house theater with crystal chandeliers and a Mm -hmm. Wurlitzer organ and a disco ball. (laughs) Yes. And uh, with an adjacent uh, vintage Dairy Queen that is owned by the same people. So you can go buy your ice cream during the summer and bring it into the theater and eat your ice cream while watching a movie. And it's a super fun little theater. It's beautiful. Beautiful, like beautiful technically. Yeah. Like they've got a great screen, a great sound system. It's been restored. The lobby is beautiful. They do a lot of vintage film series as well as first run art house stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in Minneapolis, you need to be frequenting the Heights. They are terrific people. And I was one of the first people to contact them about having my wedding there. Mm-hmm. They had only had like two other people contact them and they were, and Tom Letness was like, I don't really understand why you'd want to get married in a theater, but I I guess. And now they have a whole package. Oh, oh yeah. You want to get married at the Heights? Here's what you do. So so I contacted them, and thanks to Jeremy, my friend, who who was really close with Tom Letness, he's like, when he's a super movie fan, you should accommodate her, et cetera, et cetera. And so Tom was super great. And so we planned our entire wedding around a movie theme, around a Christmas slash movie theme. Mm-hmm. So we, cause I'm not religious at all. And Chris was like, man, I don't really care. And I'm like, like getting married in, a, you don't really have a church. I certainly don't have a church. Our church is movies. Let's get married in a movie theater. And this movie theater is beautiful. Let's get married there. And that was actually the selling point for our photographer. When we went and met with her and told her what our wedding was, she was like, I'm super excited to shoot this. And then when I had to change the date, she wasn't available on a Saturday, which was preferred. And she hates doing wedding, like two weddings in a weekend, but she was willing to do it for us simply because she's like, I want to shoot this wedding. It sounds amazing. And shooting our wedding, she won an award for one of the pictures she took. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, she did. And we ended up in People Magazine, Ah! like for theme weddings. And so her photography got extra special notice. So, I mean... Let's be honest. She knew what she was doing. She's like, I want to fucking shoot your wedding because this is good for me. Send me a link to that photo and I'll put it in the show notes. I will hopefully remember to do that. Okay. (laughs) I'll remind you. So we decided since the... Since the Heights is a vintage movie theater, we wanted a vintage wedding. So now we are movies, vintage Christmas. Yes. Like... And the Venn diagram of that was just gorgeous. So like for the look, I wanted the men in frock coats with cravats and gloves and spats, which made Nathan Wagner super happy. Spats are amazing. Like, yes. And for the girls, I, I was like, everybody wears hats. Hats and instead of flowers, fur muffs, Mm -hmm. right? Cause winter, cause Christmas. So and um, and your ladies were all dressed like uh, movie theater ushers, like with the little pillbox hats. Our ushers, and, our yeah. ushers were. I made little red coats uh-huh. for all of our ushers. We had two ladies on my side and two boys on Chris's, and they had little red coats w- with little buttons and little mm-hmm. pillbox hats, and they had little programs. And you got tickets 
to the show in your invitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when we sent out the invitation, there were tickets included. So you had like your tickets to the movie and the ushers would take them and tear them. Mm-hmm. And they had flashlights. They were very excited to have flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> and they had gloves. Like they were like, oh, super excited. They're, the people I asked to be ushers were like, this is terrific. Yay. <laughs> it's not just ushering. It's like LARPing. I get to be a movie theater usher from the 30s. Mm. <laughs> the invitation said ladies are encouraged to wear hats because I wanted to encourage my friends to really dress up and have fun with it and not just show up in like, you know, a button down and khakis. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so there we are in this great movie theater and the women are all in like green and vel like velvet but they could wear their own dresses like they everybody like decided what they want all they had to do was have green velvet in it and the boys are in their frock coats with their cravats and their spats and their gloves and we have these adorable little ushers that are movie theater ushers and like everybody in the crowd like had super fun with hats and dressing up to the nines and the Actual ceremony was super short, mm-hmm. right? And but the best part is we had the Wurlitzer playing. Yes, yes, <laughs> the mighty Wurlitzer, the mighty Wurlitzer. And because it was Christmas, my processional <laughs> was "Ding Dong Merrily on High" played by the organ, <laughs> which tickled me senseless. Ding dong. Ding dong merrily on high, the Christmas bells are ringing. And you had this fabulous, um, if I remember right, you made the dress yourself, right? It Mm -hmm. it was this fabulous, like, fur-lined white thing with the pop-up collar that was, like, taller than you and, like, a crown. I looked like the Snow Queen. Yeah, you did. I, I had a little pillbox hat. I had a very nice, um bodice and skirt ensemble and then over that because my i was like i want to train for the wedding but i don't want it for the reception so i made a velvet coat velvet fur lined coat for the wedding with a fur muff and uh and it was double breasted with this high collar so like walking down the aisle was so great. <laughs> it was so great. It was like so... you could have you could have been a Bond villain in that shit. You know, yes, it was. Amazing. I needed a little like white cat to pet instead of my muff. Mm-hmm. It was so great. Uh, so I get down there. I've got the muff. I hand that off, and then I need to. I'm crying during the ceremony. Everybody cries when you're getting married. FYI, I do. So, I didn't. Well, you're heartless and soulless, but it's okay. Well, I love yeah. you anyway. Um, so I, I needed a Kleenex, but I didn't have one. So I turned to my, I turned to Pat Wick, my maid of honor, and she's got, I swear to God, a Christmas napkin is all she's got. (laughs) So she hands it to me and I'm giggling about this Christmas napkin and I'm wiping my eyes and sort of, and then I turn and and Chris is getting a little misty and he just kind of points at the Christmas napkin and. Then he hand, and I'm like, oh, so I hand it to him, and so then he's stabbing his eyes with it. Oh my god, comedy gold! <laughs> we made everybody sing a Christmas carol that nobody knew. Like yep. Chris and I are like, how do you not know this? And they're all looking at me like, You're what like, the mm-hmm. fuck is this? Sh-? <laughs> like my wedding, I look over at my bridesmaids, and they're looking at me like, you didn't tell us about this shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oops, sorry. So getting married at a wedding th- at a at a movie theater means we got to put our own message up on the marquee. Uh-huh, number which one. is cool. I wanted my big fat geek wedding, but Chris pointed out that might offend his family. Whatever. So yeah. we went with one wedding, no funerals. So that's what was <laughs> on the marquee. The other thing is we had this movie we had a screen that we could play with now at the time because they were new to it the heights was like we're not willing to use our projector fine so i rented a a video projector but it didn't end up working and i had asked tim wick to put together a clip like a half hour trailer to play as the pre-show while people people were coming in before the ceremony and it would play up on the screen and i had given him a list of all these movies that were important to chris and i and he had put together this terrific thing they started to play it but the 
the video projector went out of sync really quickly and it they couldn't get it to work and I was like, fuck it, never mind. Mm-hmm. Never mind. So that didn't end up playing and I did get my money on that, by the way. I get oh, my good. money back from the video projector because I contacted them and they were like, oops. And I'm like, yeah, well, that was bullshit. And, and they gave me my money back. So good. What's exciting though is that we played it at the reception. Yeah. <laughs> where it did play just fine. And that meant that I got to see it. And I was so excited by that. It was so crazy. I love all the things that he threw in there. I, I particularly remember that he threw in parts of Rejected. Yes, because we loved rejection. We loved it. We're like, put that in there. We put in everybody dance. (laughs) Exactly. We put in um U five seven one because that was the first movie we ever went to see together. Yeah. Um, I had him put in. I bought Willow simply so Tim could have the DVD so he could pull the I die I live in darkness without you and then it went away speech because mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it was such a good trailer. Somewhere I still have it. If I can find it, maybe we can put it on the. No, I can't find I, it. I remember he labored long and hard in, in iMovie with that yes. thing. <laughs> yes, he did a great job. It was it was why I was like, you don't own me. You don't owe me any kind of wedding present. This is your present. You did a mm-hmm. great job. I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, let's see. Other movie elements, instead of rice, they threw popcorn. Yep. The, and we had made little tiny popcorn bags that looked like old-timey popcorn bags that Mm -hmm. my twin brother painstakingly glued together in the week prior to the wedding and then we popped with with an air popper we had a whole huge tub of stale popcorn (laughs) people would eat it but they showed up early to the reception venue and no food was out yet and they were hungry so they started eating the old stale popcorn (laughs) (laughs) and when they finally threw it when we were leaving at the end of the night i found out that the collar of my coat acted as a funnel into my cleavage (laughs) all of that popcorn ended up between my boobs good times good times We did have a seating chart because I always hated when I showed up to weddings when I didn't like, you would be like, I want to sit next to somebody I know, but then there's too many people to fit at a table. And I'm like, let's just do a seating chart and we'll, or we'll, that way everybody will have a place to sit and they won't be stressed about it. So we named all of our tables based on Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, only the right friends were seated at Bad Santa. (laughs) Only people who could truly appreciate that. So every, every table was named after a Christmas movie. Our, our cake toppers were Rudolph and Clarice from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It was so cute. Yeah, it was a good wedding. It was with lots of like, like movie elements. Yeah, our our wedding invitations had a quote from when Harry met Sally on the front mm-hmm. and our table decorations included film reels and actual film. I bought a 35 millimeter film on eBay that was like some classroom science film or something. <laughs> Just bought it so we could like have film. Like mm-hmm. real film that we could clip apart to use for decorations. I feel like an asshole. I destroyed a film for my wedding. <laughs> so yeah, so the Christmas elements came through. The vintage elements came through. Mm-hmm. And the movie elements definitely came through. We Our first dance was from... Was, um, oh, it was from Moulin Rouge. It was from Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I was going to choreograph a dance and we ran out of time. So then we're just standing there and just basically mugging. It worked out okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. People laughed. That's well, all you, you need you to know. You both can dance. So, you know, you were doing far better than the most of us who were watching. <laughs> so it was, a, it was actually in its structure, a pretty traditional wedding, except that the the flavor of everything was like three steps to the left. Listeners, I cannot recommend enough. Look for ways to make your ceremony shorter and or more entertaining. Ours was a half an hour with 15 minutes of it being music. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That is advice I never heard, and yet I took it to heart. (laughs) Right? Short 
and entertaining. Short like if and it's entertaining. Not, like no more than a half hour with at least a half, 15 minutes of that being something super fun. Mm-hmm. So that's my wedding. Melissa, what do you got? <laughs> so yeah, when, um, well, we should probably start with my engagement. No, maybe I should back up. Oh, your engagement is epic too, but yeah, maybe yeah, you, you should back up. Yeah, you were there for that. I was, because Fess let me know it was going to happen. Yeah, he did. So you knew about it before I did. I did uh-huh. have an inkling. I did have an inkling. So Your spidey sense was tingling. Oh, it was. Because, okay, so I met Fess on April 9th, 2009. Uh, we had actually been emailing before that, but we actually met in person at a Caribou Coffee and had a date that night. And a date. Uh, a date. We started at the coffee shop and we started talking and... Um, Suddenly, it was time for the coffee shop to close. So they kicked us out and we kept talking. He moved over to the Perkins and kept talking. And suddenly, it was like three in the morning. So it was like nine hours of chatting with each other. So that was our epic first date. And, uh, you know, we saw a couple, each other a couple times in the ensuing weeks after that. And then we went out to see... Actually, the first movie we saw together was Six String Samurai because it was playing at my house one movie night and Fest came over and joined like the the movie night crowd that gathers every other week at my house and has ever since. But the first movie we ever saw together in a theater was Crank 2. (laughs) Because, yeah... I wanted to see Crank too because I'm 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 a fan of Crank, and um, Fess often says that prior to meeting me, you know, whenever he dated somebody, his gauge of whether he'd get along with somebody is what it was to show them SLC Punk, the movie SLC Punk. Have okay. you ever seen it? No, it's actually it, it's actually rather good. Um, it's a. Uh, Oh God, it's a mid nineties film, uh, about a group of kind of college age guys growing up in Salt Lake city as punkers in the eighties, which is a very interesting dynamic and, you know, various dramas and, uh, it's, it's got kind of this poppy style to it and Fess loves the movie. And so he'd always show it to a girl he was interested in just to see us like, eh? Is she interesting to me? No, she didn't like the movie. Eh, no. So, <laughs> so we go see Crank 2. And dear listeners, Crank is amazing. Crank 2 is Crank Plus. Oh, it's so... <laughs> it's uh. so very plus. Okay, if you've never seen Crank, Crank is essentially the movie Speed, except Jason Statham is the bus. Because <laughs> he has to keep moving and running or else he will die because he has been poisoned by a poison that will kill him unless he keeps his adrenaline levels up. So it's insane. And Crank 2 is even more insane because at the end of Crank 1, they drop him from a helicopter from thousands of feet up onto asphalt and therefore presumably he's dead. No, apparently they just like replace his heart and now he has an artificial heart that he has to keep charged with electricity in order to stay alive. That's Crank 2. And it goes even weirder places. So <clears throat> Fess and I decide we want to go see this in the theater as soon as it comes out. So we we go get sandwiches at Schlotsky's Deli, and we go see uh, Crank 2 at the AMC Southdale. And uh, there's a point in Crank 2, in the final act of the movie, where when it reached that point, I started laughing and I could not stop. (laughs) I was so overjoyed by everything I was seeing that at that moment, apparently Fess went, I don't need to show her SLC Punk now. I know this is it. <laughs> this, this woman. Yes. Yes, we get along now. So that, that point was um, when Jason Statham turns into a kaiju at the power station. <laughs> and there's this whole absolutely inexplicable scene where Jason Statham and the villain guy suddenly grow to giant proportions and fight each other over (laughs) a model power station. And of course, that (laughs) filled me with joy. 
And, you know, of course, beyond that, there's like a disembodied head in a tank of viscous fluid that still talks and uh, uh, a woman with a machine gun who's been caught on fire and, you know, all this crazy shit. I kind of love Crank 2. It's a mess and I absolutely adore it. It's so great. It is. It really is. It It, it is a Vaseline-covered <laughs> slide yeah. down into madness, and I adore it. So this was the first movie we ever see in the movie theater. Fest got so laid that night. And um, <laughs> so seven years later, I'm in my living room, and it's movie night. Yes. And Fest has been pushing hard for, like, months to show, to do Crank and Crank 2 as a double feature for movie night. You know, just take a break from our usual schedule and do Crank and Crank 2. You know, like you do. Like you do. And, you know, we we own these movies on Blu-ray by now. And it's like, yeah, we should show these to people because it's been a while and I feel like people have forgotten about the glory that are the Crank movies. So, you know, the usual suspects come over to watch Crank and Crank 2. And of course, you know, I start giggling at Crank 2 at all the appropriate places because I love it. And uh, at the end of the movie, Fest turns up with index cards. Yes. <laughs> I remember th- it was the sweetest thing ever. It was so adorable. So adorable. And he he starts reading the index cards to me and he's got this little prepared speech and it's... I had an inkling once he started pushing for the crank movies really hard. It's like, oh, something's up. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as soon as I saw the index cards come out, it's like, ah, eh, eh, eh. So he starts reading from the index cards and he's, his little speech is adorable. For I have the index cards still and they're they're very cute, but he somehow works the speech of Independence Day, you know, the the rah 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 <laughs> president speech into his proposal, which is great. And also the I am your density joke from Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, that was in there. And, you know, he he, he proposes to me. And um instead of giving me a ring, he presents a sword. Aww. The sword being a replica of the Kill Bill sword, the Hattori Hanzo <laughs> sword that the bride has. <laughs> yes. Which, upon my receiving it, I had very mixed response just because it's like, you want me to avenge your death? Is this what's going on here? I'm not sure. But no, it, you know, it was my, it was, <laughs> it was, it was the proposal and it's my engagement sword. So it was very cute, very, because very adorable. What? You're not a ring girl. I'm like, not a ring girl. I'm not. Nah, I'm not. Nah, nah, and nah. Uh, it was su- it was super sweet. And and also he said, I know you like practical gifts, <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I love him. So you know, after that, you know, people would keep asking me, so when are you guys going to get married? And it's like, I don't know. We haven't planned that far ahead. And so earlier this year, we realized that. April 9th, the day that we met, fell on a Saturday. And we go, oh, we could have one anniversary. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be Mm. so efficient, so very German. And so we were, you know, tossing around ideas. And, you know, really, I kind of just wanted to elope just because it's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to do the wedding thing. I don't want to deal with dresses and bridesmaids and receptions and it's like i don't yeah, i really like don't when you two got engaged i was trying to picture the traditional wedding look and i'm like no mm, that's i can't make this work in my head oh no 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 i don't look good in white anyway uh we, the, <laughs> our initial our initial idea was to rent the valley high drive-in and to have a mad max wedding I love it. And have everybody decorate the cars and show up at the drive-in. And then I'd be dressed as Virginia Hay from Road Warrior with the white uh, like thing yes. with the shoulder pads and the headband and maybe a yes. wig and a crossbow. And, uh, you know, he would, of course, be dressed as Mad Max with a can of Australian Alpo, you know, perhaps. And um, it would be awesome. And then, you know, the practical person of me was going like, well, what if it rains that day? That would suck. And, you know, trying to serve food to people out there would kind of suck. And I don't think they even open until like mid-May. And it's like, eh. And then 
I was mentioning, I, I was recording a podcast, shockingly enough. I know, shocker. I was I was recording Real Education with Jenna Young and Tim Wick one fine day. And after we had recorded, I mentioned that April 9th, is kind of the day we're looking at getting married, but it was during Die Laughing, which is a 50-hour live comedy marathon that I volunteer for every year. It's a fundraiser for Fearless Comedy, which is a local production company that funds a comedy theater in the Twin Cities. So it helps you know people who want to do theater who wouldn't normally be able to afford venue fees and things like that. It supports this comedy theater community. And uh, so Die Laughing our proposed wedding date was falling in the middle of it. And it's like, I was kind of conflicted. I don't want to do this during die laughing because like a lot of my friends will be there or working on it. And I want to help die laughing like I usually do. And I think it was Jenna Young who said, you could have your wedding at die laughing. And it went, well, there's a thought. Let me check with Fess. And uh, sure enough, he was like, oh yeah, sure. As <laughs> <laughs> so I came back, it's like, yeah, sure, sure, guys. So, and Tim Wick and Jenny Young are both legally allowed to do weddings in Minnesota, and as are like most of the people who run Die Laughing, apparently. Yeah, and so, that was. <laughs> and so it's like, well, what if we had five to seven officiants, and what if they improvise the wedding because they're all Im- improv comedians? They yeah. are. Yeah. Let's do that. And and Fess had this idea of having like a King Kong versus Godzilla theme, which of course I was all for. Th- this was actually Fess's idea, which I really love. <laughs> and so we we were considering getting like T-Rex costumes at one point, you know, the ones that you see online now with the big giant bobbly heads. And we went, oh, that would kind of suck because we couldn't kiss at the end of the ceremony and you can't really see our faces. Well, what if we got Japanese Kirigumi outfits? Oh, okay. So I got a, a the quote, dragon outfit, which is kind of like footy pajamas without the footies on them. They're, they're kind of fleecy. They're very comfortable to wear around the house. And there was like a little hood with the dragon face on it. And Fess got one that's a Japanese monkey with the monkey face on it, on the hood. And uh, the red monkey butt. <laughs> the little tail. And so there we are. We've got our uh, <laughs> very low rent <laughs> uh, Godzilla and King Kong outfits. And it just kind of spiraled from there. And your yours had a veil on it yeah i i sewed i i found a veil for two dollars on amazon so i and i have amazon prime so it was amazon prime was so awesome for my wedding because it's like every stupid idea is like yes i want a tiara as well ding five dollars and it would show up the next day and so i i sewed a veil on my little my little godzilla outfit and i got a cheap fez for uh fez's costume fez fez has never owned a fez and i feel like that was wrong so we we fixed that and i have my little tiara and you know all this goofy stuff so (laughs) i gave a couple of tasks to fez to to build for the wedding one of them being make a fake city to bring to the venue because if I'm going to dress as Godzilla, I'm going to goddamn well wreck destroy a building. Destroy a city. Yeah. I'm going to destroy shit. Yeah. In the weeks preceding the wedding, I start seeing uh, lots and lots of cardboard boxes appear in the garage and be painted various colors. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, like, you know, something small, maybe knee height at, at best, you know, something, you know, compact to just bring into the hotel. And... uh you know, put on the stage very quickly. No, what he constructs is this thing that's about as tall as we are. Yes. <laughs> and 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 has like tearaway strips, so it's easy to tear apart. <laughs> and he hides the rings inside of it. Oh, I yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so the way this whole thing comes together, I should you know what? I've got the order of events over here in this room. Let me grab it. I will just run through what happened. 
So it first was of pretty, all, it was pretty epic. We were watching here. Yeah, because the glory of doing this whole thing at Die Laughing, aside from having seven officiants who, who are really good at improv comedy, is the fact that it's, it was streamed live online as it was happening because the entire comedy marathon is streamed live. So I could tell all my coworkers, it's like, you can show up at the wedding. It's a, it's a public performance. Whatever you want to do, you can show up, you can watch it online if you don't really feel like going anywhere or you ha- you're busy that day, but just having half an hour because I wanted the whole goddamn thing to be half an hour, whole thing, package, done, half an hour. That is your time investment in my wedding. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. And you will be goddamn entertained. I would, I, I wanted to strut out there like Russell Crowe, are you not entertained? <laughs> I wanted the whole thing to just be fun. So 3.30 in the afternoon, this whole thing starts. And first of all, Duck Washington, who we've had on the podcast before, yes. is uh, our MC doing the transition between the previous show in Die Laughing and introducing us. And he starts introducing first Fess and then me and then all seven of our officiants like we were basketball stars <laughs> coming out in the court. So Fest comes running out to the music from uh, that's uh, used by John Cena. Uh, the time is now, you know, heavy sports music. And then I come out to Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla. So I'm literally Bridezilla. My mom was very amused by that fact. She was watching online. I'm very pleased that first of all, my mom was watching online. <laughs> for Florida (laughs) and that she was really pleased that I was bridezilla in a way. (laughs) And then all the officiants, I I really wanted to, you know, band them together with the final countdown by Europe because it has been in my head for months and it's awesome. And so we have Tim Wick and Jenna Young and Nick Glover and Molly Glover and, uh, Salsa Sterling and Matt Alex and Matt Kesson. So the entire slate of hosts from Geeks Without God, the entire slate of hosts from uh, Apropos of Nothing podcast and Matt Kesson. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they start out doing uh, one word improv to introduce the show. So like each person in line says a word and they have to try to make sense sensical the, sentences the, out of it um structure is normally called a shatner yeah because it's very pausey next person is trying to figure out what comes next mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah it was, <laughs> it was it, and it went out great it, it was great uh then after that um since I've I've run PowerPoint karaoke for years. We had a PowerPoint karaoke segment. So I so Fess and I ducked down off the stage and we ran a PowerPoint slideshow, which was photos of us that we had taken over the years, the especially silly ones. And each of the officiants went up to like describe our relationship to the people at large, except they were making shit up. <laughs> So, you know, the, the photos were just of, like, Fess and I being silly trying to eat pie. Or the, my favorite one is where uh, I was driving a tank and Fess was riding up above. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm, like, plunging, I'm plunging the tank, like a fucking tank, into a lake. And there's, like, water. And Fess is going, like, yee! And I'm going, like, yeah! I'm in a tank! Good times, y'all. Good times. I'll I'll link the photos in the show notes. But anyway, uh, (laughs) there was a whole array of photos, and the officiants made shit up uh, what we were doing in the photos. And then after that was vows. I wrote something right before the ceremony. It was, like, half an hour before the ceremony. It's like, oh, shit, I got to write a vow. I I was writing it so fast that that crumpled piece of paper that I was writing on, I was writing in pencil, but I didn't have time to erase things when I got it wrong, so I was just scrolling them out in pencil. (laughs) But it turned out okay. And then uh, Fess didn't tell me what he was doing for vows, and he turned to me, and he... uh, uh, started singing Steven Universe songs. Yes, it was so adorable. It was so cute, so cute. 
it was so totally slapdash. He had brought his own like little Bluetooth speaker with him. It's like, you could have just given this to Chad and he could have run it through the actual speaker. It's like, no. All right, fine. I will hold this up to the microphone while you sing to me. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty That's, cute. That was part of the charm. I know. I know. He was playing the music off his phone. <laughs> yes. 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 But bring it back to the movies. After the vows, that is when we got to destroy the building. <laughs> and they towed out the building, which is giant. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I, I realize it has tearaway strips and like tear away one of the pillars that makes up the building and go, oh. Oh, this is happening. I just fling myself bodily into this cardboard <laughs> structure like a stunt person. It's like, yes! And I'm like rolling in it like a dog in stink. It's like, yes, this is awesome. I'm wrecking cardboard. And apparently while I'm doing that, Fest does a flying wrestling jump and like uh, uh, elbow punches part of the building. And people love that. And uh, so we we completely wreck this piece of cardboard. It the, was glorious. To like, the when delight he took, of the audience. Like, the flying leap was like we applauded here at home. <laughs> that was so that much was super fun. great. Oh my god, it was so satisfying, Wendy. You have no idea. It was so great. And so as I as I said, the rings were hidden inside the building. So one of the boxes had the rings. So <laughs> and then he it. was like, "Oops, something like we're watching on the feed and it's like and suddenly he's like, Oh wait, I needed something from that. Oh, he, he opens the he found the little box and he opens it and I hear ting 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 <laughs> as it goes rolling. And he goes, Oh, that's important. <laughs> Perhaps hiding them in the buildings that you were smashing. <laughs> well, he was... had it in like a little Tupperware inside the building, so it was like protected. But he opened it up yeah. and went <laughs> and, and I heard it go. Bing, 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 bing. It wasn't permanently lost. We we scrambled around and found it. But uh, we the the rings we had gotten for each other, since my weight has been fluctuating wildly lately, we figured we didn't want to invest too much in uh, something I might not be able to wear in six months. So we bought decoder rings off of Amazon for fifteen bucks a pop, which means I actually have two wedding rings because I have two different sizes. <laughs> Depending. That's so, so great. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, I want to point out, listeners, if you didn't know this, like, if you want to buy a gold wedding band, you don't want, like, pure gold. It's too soft. So then right. you start putting other minerals in it. My wedding band, like the fancy one, was $35. We were joking about the fact that we bought our wedding bands, went out to dinner, and dinner cost more than my wedding ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get something fancier. We we actually want to get meteorite rings, but uh, oh, that'll be nice. But decoder really cool. rings are super great. The decoder rings have been pretty great because we've been sending uh, notes to each other with our camera phones. We scroll them out on uh, post-it Aww, notes and send them I'm to each other. I'm gonna throw up a little bit. I know it's super cute. So we did find the ring that ran away, and uh, we ch- we exchanged <laughs> rings. <laughs> While our officiants were trying to explain the significance of rings to the best of the to the best of their abilities, which means at least which was Molly another Glo- improv structure, another improv structure, and Molly Glover was the one who <laughs> the one ring, <laughs> or <laughs> yes. she went into the whole J.R.R. Tolkien thing. That was pretty great. That was terrific. Molly is. The best. Molly is a wizard of comedy. She's amazing. They're all amazing. Yes. Matt Kesson, you can set a watch by his comic timing. I know, right? They they all are insanely talented at comedy. So then you had the rings and everybody improving about the rings and the one ring. Mm -hmm. And then they declared us husband and wife and we did a quick witness me. Um, I did actually have the silver face paint. (laughs) from from fury road but it's like eh, i don't know if i want to do that right before a kiss fest because apparently because that shit tastes awful oh oh does it oh, oh that's unfortunate oh it tastes like propane 
Oh, because that makes it makes me sad. Because it has propellant in it. Um, so you spray it on the cake and then like the alcohol and propane uh, evaporate off and then the cake tastes fine. But if you spray it directly in your mouth, that is not pleasant. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we didn't get it last year then. I do have a can of it, though. We can use it this year. So so we we were declared husband and wife, and we smooched, and then uh, there was a photo op because I wanted to make sure we had built in like a really quick photo op so we could get a photo of us together with the officiants because I knew immediately after the ceremony, everybody would disperse. Well, yeah. And uh, Fest had the brilliant idea... That aside from the traditional, everybody stand together and smile. He said, oh, everybody lay down to all of our officiants, lay down on the floor like like you're terrified of us. And then we pretended that we were going to stomp on them. And that is the world's best photo. It really is terrific. <laughs> so so I will link that one in the show notes because that that is like my favorite photo for the wedding. And then after that, they brought out the cake because if I got a fucking engagement sword, the Kill Bill sword, I'm going to fucking cut a cake in half with that goddamn thing. We were so impressed with your sword abilities. (laughs) Your ability to cut a piece of cake and serve it on a sword, like Melissa, that is top notch. Well, it was was really easy to just like slice the thing in half a couple times, but the the wheedling the the pine cone off the cake. (laughs) Dear listeners, there were pine cones on the cake. The cake said... Congratulations, Ulysses S. Grant. Because <laughs> it was it, April 9th is also Appomattox Day, which is the day that General Lee surrendered, surrendered to, to Grant. Ulysses S. Grant at Appomattox Courthouse. At Appomattox Courthouse. And so on one day's <laughs> notice, Willette's Bakery made us this sheet cake that said... Congratulations, Congratulations, Ulysses S. Grant. And it was beautifully decorated with like pine needles and pine cones, which was Fess's idea. He didn't tell me about that. It's like, this is swank. This is beautiful. And so so after I sliced the thing in half, because <laughs> goddamn, I really wanted to slice a cake in half with a sword. And, and you know, it was I've, a very satisfying it was chunk like, that delivered smack. over the feed, by the way. Oh, you, so even good. through the video feed, it was like thunk. We're like, nice. That mm. that was just joy. Yeah. Dear <laughs> listeners, if you get a chance to slice a cake with a sword, do it. But after after that, uh, we were trying to figure out how to do the, you know, mashing the cake in the face thing that people usually do. And uh, Fess came up with the idea of, oh, I want a pine cone. It's like, oh, all right. And so I, I used the, the sword to scoop up one of the sugar pine cones off of the cake and I handed it to him on the sword. Everybody's like, oh... <laughs> like, like that was the impressive part. So I grabbed wow, one for myself, and then sword we... serving skills are. Ooh. The the uh, the second one, I I caught it, I caught the pine cone on the the long end, so it was even harder to balance. So it's like, oh, maybe maybe I am good at this. So that that was very satisfying. <laughs> so we fed each other <laughs> sugar pine cones, and really they were very sugary. And then uh, we plunged into the audience, hugged a bunch of people. Then Geeks Without God went on, and we were the guests on that podcast because our first act as a married couple, of course, would be on a podcast. Of course. And then we were done. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my geeky friend. It yeah. Was beautiful. So, so, it was, so it was part, you know, our love of uh, live theater. Yeah, particularly improv comedy and Godzilla. <laughs> and, I, and I should point out that um, during our our building smashing part, our hero, Matt Kesson, the Reverend Matt Kesson, whose show is Reverend Matt's Monster Science, who adores Godzilla, was the mm-hmm. narrator as we... <laughs> Yes, as we completely smash this building. So he was doing this amazing, dramatic, running commentary, <laughs> completely overblown, and it was beautiful. Oh, oh, it was so much fun! It was oh, it was really sweet to watch too. I mean, <laughs> seriously, if you're if you're gonna have a wedding at a fifty hour comedy marathon, like that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was surprised by people who came up. 
uh, after the show, it's like, I was crying. It's like, you saw I was in a Japanese lizard outfit, right? <laughs> I feel like Chris and I need to re- renew our vows at some point and just take it that extra mile. Like the, like the bar has been moved so far in the geeky direction, like, oh, shit, we're behind. We got to catch up. <laughs> like George and Lola got married at Putnamathon yeah. with Elijah Wood as a ring bearer. I... How do you keep up with that? With drones of the Phantasm Ball flying around with Don Coscarelli right fucking there. I know. Like, how do you keep up with that? And on the same day I got married, uh, uh, Luke and Tony got married on top of the Alamo Draft House. On, to- on the top of the parking garage, and we went down to the highball, had drinks, and yeah. ate donuts. That's beautiful. That's like, amazing. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it was, that was a totally impromptu wedding, which was super fun. I love that shit. Like, hey, you know what? Why don't we just go ahead and get married this weekend? Okay. <laughs> that was beautiful. So listeners, uh, this has been our ramblings about our geeky weddings, which um, I guess is just meant to inspire you that you can make any event yours. And yeah. you should not be afraid to do so because your friends will love it. If they're your friends, then they love that shit. And you know what? Your family will put up with more than you think. <laughs> it's true. I love that you have an engagement sword, Melissa. I think that's the shiznit. I, lo- I love that I spent part of my life cleaning frosting off of a sword because of my wedding. <laughs> oh, it was so satisfying. Seriously, guys, you got to try it. (laughs) Okay, so that means we have now moved into Pleasure Dome recommendations. Indeed. Do you have one? I will recommend Woolette's Bakery because on on a one-day morning, they put together the perfect wedding cake. It was delicious, too. It had, like, whipped uh, raspberry frosting in the middle, and uh, it it was nice and fluffy and moist and uh, beautifully decorated. Perfect. Perfect. Nice. Very, very good. And they have several locations in uh, the Minneapolis area, and, uh, yeah, they, they were great to work with. I guess, like, I could recommend yet another Hamilton thing. Warning. Hamilton alert. I could recommend yet another Hamilton thing, because I got the well, Hamilton. <laughs> I got the Hamiltome, that is mm-hmm. the official hashtag. The making the book about the making of the musical, which by the way, is the shiznit if you are a fan. But if you're not, <laughs> you're not gonna care. So instead, I'm gonna recommend a game. Power Grid. Ooh, like, tell me. Like, like if you like your resources management games, like your Agricola or your Settlers of Catan, Power Grid is when you pretend to be German and enjoy it. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is a game, I am not kidding you, it's about a two to three hour experience. It's uh, two to s- three to six players. So you need some friends to come over, but they need to be good enough friends that when you lose, you're not mad at them. Uh, This is a game where you are trying to set up your personal power company, connect cities, and build your power empire. And yeah, so last night we were playing with Luke and Tony and... Like, I recognized three turns before the end that there was no way I could win because the cards had just not gone my way. Like, it's that kind of game. And you're like, well, I'm just going to keep playing and have fun at this point. What am I going to do? Right? It's the kind of game that when you get into the last round, everybody's usually standing and counting furiously, trying to count their money, (laughs) count their resources, count what's going on, count what everybody else is doing. Like, what is happening? What is happening? If you like resources management games and you've never tried Power Grid, I recommend Power Grid. It's one of my favorite games on the planet. But it's a game you got to invest in. And I am normally somebody who doesn't like a game that goes more than 35 to 45 minutes. And I fucking love Power Grid. That's all I'm going to say. Power Grid. Nice. Very nice. Love it. All right. All right. We need to... We need to wrap it up because I'm tired. Stop. (laughs) We need to stop. Because we are chatty tonight. We are. Good God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, listeners. 
You've been listening to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, and God bless you for that. Uh, I've <laughs> thank been you Wendy. For, thank you for tolerating our, our indulgences on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hashtag blessed. Whatever oh. the fuck that means. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when I say blessed, I usually mean a donut is right here. That's what I mean by that. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> blessed. Woohoo! Carbohydrates. Christopher made me the most perfect white meal the other night. It was chicken and pasta with bread. I was Good so God. happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, honey, I made you white food. I'm like, that's why I love you. All right. <laughs> listeners, for real this time, thank you for joining us in Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I have been one of your hosts, Wendy, joined as always by my co-host and co-shenanigator, Melissa. Yay, thank you. And we will talk to you again next week. We hope you have a fan-fucking-tastic week. Yeah. Do that shit and feel good about it. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at XanaduCinema.com, follow us on Twitter at XanaduCinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. So I had like the, the, the really earnest vows. And then at the end, when I went into the, I promise to trust you, except with electricity. And I just looked at the audience and, and the reaction was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>